What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Arnie's. We're three guys looking forward to making our spring break reservations at Bill and Frankstown. I'm Matt Johnson, and my mom thought his name was Nick Offernan. I'm Keith Baker, and I enjoy eating 20-year-old Chef Boyardee. And I'm Austin Terry, and puns are my least favorite kind of comedy. Let's go ahead and get into it, guys. We were supposed to talk about Knock at the Cabin, M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, but the biggest twist of all is that um, movie theater websites didn't let Austin know until the day before that Knock at the Cabin was playing in Arkansas. Um, so we were going to review that. a weird release <laughs> We talked schedule. about doing that, <laughs> but they didn't uh, post any showings until the day of, and so then we said, you know what? We'll just do The Last of Us. <laughs> so for those that don't know or haven't listened, uh, I guess just you know, a couple of weeks ago at this point, Austin and I uh, did an episode just on the premiere. So if you want our thoughts on the premiere of The Last of Us, go back and check those thoughts out. Although I will warn you, this is relevant now that Keith's here, uh, we did talk about game spoilers in that. Uh, we're not going to do that today because we're not going to spoil our young friend Keith here. Um, but this is exciting because we're basically kind of ish halfway through the season. I think there's nine episodes total, so we're about halfway through. So it's kind of a good time to come on back and check in and see how everybody's feeling. I think this is going to be a fun conversation because Austin and I have played both of the games. Um, so we're very familiar with what the original telling of The Last of Us is. So we have certain like thoughts going into any adaptation they do, but you don't have any of that. So I kind of just want to start there uh, before we get into kind of non-spoiler thoughts on the most recent episode that just aired. Keith, I just want to know, what are your thoughts on this show so far? I know you're a big fan of zombie media and this kind of falls into that. So what's the show been doing for you? Have you been liking it? Yeah. Um, I'm coming at it from a different perspective than you two because you guys had the, the video game to kind of go off of, like you said. So I'm, I'm kind of just watching it as a regular show. I don't know anything about the video games. But yeah, I'm always a sucker for a good apocalyptic story, a good zombie story. You know, I like the approach they've taken with the whole zombie aspect in this one. I, I guess you could say it's like slightly more realistic in a way. But yeah, so far it's really cool. I got to say the beginning, the beginning was really like chilling. I guess it's the best way I can say. Because it took place in Austin and, and Sam Marcus area, which is where I lived for a while. I was like, oh, this is creepy. Like, I know that, I know the streets that they're running on and all that kind of stuff. And Buddy Garrity was your neighbor when you lived there, correct? Yeah, Buddy Garrity from Friday Night Lights <laughs> was my neighbor. Yeah. Buddy wow. Garrity Motors. <laughs> Shout out. The characters are really cool. Uh, very realistic, I would say. Uh, and then like the way, you know, all the civilians are kind of reacting to this outbreak. I, I think I, I keep going back to the same word, realistic. I don't know why this feels more realistic than The Walking Dead or Dawn of the Dead and all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like the way people are reacting is like the way people would actually react if something like this happened in, in the real world. Um, and then going back to the characters, yeah, I like Joel. I like Ellie. Um, I was definitely annoyed with Ellie at the beginning. I was like, man, I don't know if I like this little girl character. But then she kind of grew on me. Um, and we're going to go into that a little bit more in detail later. I don't have much more to say. I, I want to, I just want to, jump in to all the spoiler stuff. So I don't want to say too much more, but so far really loving it. Yeah. And then obviously Austin, you and I have been talking a lot about this show, not only like on episodes themselves, but just we've been talking about this show for a few years now, ever since we heard about it. So I know you are very familiar with the games and the source materials. So how have you been feeling now that we are three episodes uh, later into the show than when we last talked about it? Yeah, I think realistic and chilling are great words to use for this show and the game, because um, the game does have the same atmosphere, 
it feels very grounded, especially for a video game. You, you're always low on ammo, always looking for stuff. So it, it does always feel very real, realistic. It never kind of gets too far into like that sci-fi realm. It always stays grounded. And so far, I've been really blown away with this show. I, I think I can, now that we're halfway through, I can definitely say this is the best video game adaptation I've ever seen. Um, the acting is top-notch. The visuals are incredible. I think the only thing I've been disappointed in is the combat. Um, that has been letting me down a bit. It just feels almost non-existent so far in this show. There's definitely some tense episodes, but it's, it's nowhere near the amount of like stressful and anxiety-inducing combat that the game is. So they, they haven't necessarily captured that for me yet. Um, we still have half the season to go, so hopefully we'll get there at some point. Um, other than that, though, the character stories they've chosen to tell have been awesome. Um, the Bill and Frank episode is one of my favorite episodes of TV I've ever seen. So overall, I've still been very blown away with the show. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I think the premiere was one that got me super interested in what the rest of the season would be. I thought two was good. Um, kind of a quick episode, if I remember correctly. And that was probably the most action, so to speak, that we've gotten um, up until this point. Uh, but but I liked it. It was tense and it set up some nice premises with the actual fungus itself and how they kind of communicate with each other that I was very interested in. Uh, but like Austin said, I think episode three was really something special. It kind of it did that weird thing. Like it felt like a bottle episode. It felt super standalone. But in terms of themes and just symbolism, it, it seems to be really setting up and tying into the Joel and Ellie story of it all. But yeah, I would I would echo Austin's uh, sentiments there. I thought that episode was just like pretty masterfully done. Like the way they showed passage of time the emotions of it all and just i don't know like the depiction of a relationship in general in this kind of apocalypse setting is kind of a hard, a hard thing to do because it's like am i supposed to care about somebody's relationship when all this is going on but they did such a good job of just like making the relationship the priority like they're trying to go about their lives despite everything else going on in the world i thought that was so cool and uh, performances were just out of control um, the new episode, I, 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 I guess I would equate it to episode two. I thought this new episode was good. Um, I had a good time with it. It was super quick. Um, not a whole lot of meat on the bone from what I can gather. I do have a lot that I'm excited to talk about. Um, but that's, I think my last thing I want to say here, non-spoiler wise is I think ultimately that's kind of just a testament to the quality of the show. I think two of the episodes so far have been like good to great and then the other two have been just like fucking fantastic so overall i would say this show is like an easy nine out of ten i mean it's great it's one of like my favorite things i've watched in a long time even the episodes i don't like as much <laughs> are still like peak tv so I i'm really loving this show i'm excited to see where they go and i'm excited to talk about with you guys i think too that kind of the fun thing about the last of us has been that it does feel like peak Walking Dead in its first few seasons where that show just kind of owned the airwaves and it's it's running in like the same time slot on Sunday nights as what The Walking Dead used to yeah. do. So it's nice to have a show like that kind of back in our lives. I think the comparisons between The Walking Dead and The Last of Us are inevitable. And I, I think something that I'm looking for more of from The Last of Us show is um, like obviously the infected is not the point of either one of those stories, but the zombies in The Walking Dead have a lot larger presence in the show. And we haven't seen a whole lot of the infected yet still in The Last of Us show, so I'm really hoping the back half of the season gives us a lot more of those aspects. I like the way The Last of Us is kind of already getting us into different parts of the country, too. Because The Walking Dead, within seasons, season one through season, uh, I think, 12, 
they only go from Atlanta, Georgia to the Washington, D.C. area. So I like that we're already getting out of uh, Boston now um, and heading west across the country. So it's kind of cool to see different, different cities and different, different rural areas and different urban areas all affected by and the outbreak and the apocalypse over the past 20 years. So it's really cool. And I'm just a big, like, when it comes to any story, really, it doesn't matter what the medium is. I, I, like, characters are the first thing that I latch on to, and then probably narrative itself uh, after that. So I feel like The Last of Us, um, even if I had never played the game, I think just the way it kind of presents that story in an apocalypse setting is something I'm much more interested in than compared to something like The Walking Dead, for example. Like, sure, I'm also curious how they'll kind of handle aspects of the infected and the new things that they're seemingly setting up in the new episode. But I'm just really along the ride for Joel and Ellie. And I'm just really excited to see that relationship develop and how they handle that. Uh, so that's something that I've always liked about The Last of Us is it's very character focused. Um, which kind of sets it apart a little bit. So I'm, I'm excited to see that they're, uh, you know, staying true to that. So with that, I would say let's go ahead and just get into spoiler territory, guys. Very excited to talk about this with you. So if you have not watched the first four episodes of The Last of Us Season 1, we officially have to call it Season 1 because it has been renewed. So that's exciting. Uh, make sure you go watch those over on HBO and then come on back because we'll be waiting for you. And before we fully transition, I want to ask potentially the most important question that I've ever asked on this entire podcast. Austin and Keith, if we were in an apocalypse and I've been bit, maybe shot, or things aren't looking good, would you mercy kill me, a la Frank? I think if you'd been bit, or critically injured, I would. But if, if you just woke up one day and were like, I don't want to do it anymore, I'd be like, do it yourself. <laughs> I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> I love hearing it. If you, man, if you asked me to, and you couldn't, like you weren't capable of doing it yourself, i put you down, my brother. As always. I definitely would, I definitely would always, like use... I'm interrupting Austin because Keith has proved, yet again, he is my closest friend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wait, hold on though. Maybe oh. I might, I might oh. uh, redeem some points here because I definitely wouldn't use, like, I would definitely use a quick weapon. I wouldn't like bash your head in with a hammer or something oh, like that. It'd just be a quick death. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys are back to tide again. Okay, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I think the worst part of an apocalypse, because they point out something in this episode that they're like, you're using everybody else's stuff that you're finding. You know, I think the worst part is just how some of that stuff has been kept or like it's going to smell because they get into sleeping bags and Ugh. Ellie points out, this is, this smells good. And Joel is like, not mine. Like just things like that. I think would be the worst part. Gas is leaking everywhere. Shit's just blowing up all the time. Gas is either leaking or it's halfway down Pedro Pascal's throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to Spoiler Territory. As always, Austin and Keith, start me off with some cast and crew talk before we open things up. All right, so The Last of Us Season 1 is created and written by Craig Mazon, who is most well-known for Chernobyl, and Neil Druckmann, who is the co-creator of The Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2, and also the co-president of Naughty Dog Studios. Uh, episode 4 is directed by Jeremy Webb, and our score for the show is composed by Gustavo Santoaya, who is also returning from scoring the games himself. And going into our cast, we have Pedro Pascal as Joel, Bella Ramsey as Ellie, Gabriel Luna as Tommy, Anna Torv as Tess, Merle Dandridge reprising a role as Marlene from the games, Melanie Linsky as Kathleen, 
Jeffrey Pierce as Perry, and Pierce played Tommy in the games. We also got Murray Bartlett as Frank, and Nick Offerman as Bill. All right, guys, there's our cast and crew. Any positives, any negatives? What do we got? Yeah, my highlight um, for episode four is going to be Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Um, I talked about in our first episode, Matt, that I thought Bella Ramsey was playing Ellie a bit too angry. Um, She doesn't really get that angry until part two in the games. And I I really liked in this episode that they showed the soft side of Ellie. She's making more jokes. Um, Her and Joel are kind of bonding a bit more. She's a bit more curious about the world. Um, So everything we've gotten from Ellie, um, I think at at the beginning of episode three and all of episode four, I've, I've really been enjoying from Bella Ramsey. I'll shout out Anna Torf as Tess. I would say, going back to my word earlier, realistic, probably one of the more realistic uh, characters on here as far as like her emotional well-being. Like, she just looks broken and like the way she talks and like carries herself, you can tell she's like been through a shit ton um, it's probably, and has probably done a lot of bad things in this 20-year uh, span of the outbreak. Um, so yeah, I really like really the performance, like the character. Sad that we had to see her die, but her death was like a really cool scene. Well, Sad scene, creepy scene, but really cool scene. I would uh, echo everything you guys have said so far. Um, if I had to give like just a mid-season, I guess, uh, shout out, it would definitely just be for the pairing of Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett and the writing behind said characters. And of course, just the direction of their episode. I thought it was unbelievable. Just a beautiful love story and just a beautiful story in general set in the middle of the apocalypse. And like I said, my favorite part about it was how they showed the passage of time in not only a realistic way, but a super emotional way. And I I liked seeing characters deal with problems unrelated to the apocalypse. Like it was kind of interesting to see characters have an argument about kind of the differences and how they handle certain things in a relationship. Meanwhile, outside of their fence, you know, you have these clickers and these infected and all these zombies going around and all these like people willing to raid and kill you. But meanwhile, their big thing is just like this little like tiff they're having. Uh, Same thing uh, just with, I don't know, like the way they showed how and how have we never seen this in like zombie media, at least that I can remember, like. One of the most devastating things was watching a character get sick with something like, you know, ALS or MS. And you don't even think about that in these kinds of things. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, I the only thing I thought was possible was that they would get bit and turn. But, you know, people still get sick and it's fucked up. So just that episode in general I thought was great. And if I want to do a quick shout out for episode four, I think my main shout out is going to be Pedro Pascal's uh, Texas accent, because I think this is the first episode where he used it throughout. And the other one do is either a Southern accent or, oh, that's just Pedro Pascal talking. <laughs> so I'm happy that in episode four, we're getting into some more uh, uh, consistent territory. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, to kind of get into a broader discussion on the most recent episode, episode four, um, we do kind of open with Ellie and Joel starting to have their relationship grow a bit more. And I think after the note from Bill, at this point in the show, Joel is still doing all of this for Tess. Like, he still refers to Ellie as cargo. He's not really doing this for Ellie. So this is really the first episode where we're starting to see Ellie and Joel's relationship start to grow a bit more. So what are your thoughts so far on what we've gotten from the Ellie and Joel pairing? Yeah, I'm really liking it. I've I've appreciated it for the entire show. But I think, as Keith said, you know, you have a character uh, positioned as a little bit naive and potentially even annoying like Ellie in the beginning. But then you also, on the flip side, have somebody like Joel who's like, 
annoyingly like hard-headed and just completely closed off to it. So they make for like that classic pairing uh, of of characters that will eventually uh, you know warm up to each other. So it's fun to watch that unfold over the course of these episodes, and even in episode three where we. Don't see too much of Joel and Ellie, but kind of their their prologue and epilogue to the episode. You know, it's all great stuff. And in episode four, I I really really liked it. I don't have too much to say. I just thought it was really it it, it checked all the boxes for me. It was sweet when it needed to be. We kind of finally can say that there's some uh, humor in there and some levity, which I was happy to see and was like played in a very acute way and it was a good payoff especially towards the end of the episode um but it's also super serious when it needs to be and i liked seeing joel i think this is the most um him reverting back to a father we've seen and in particular when i say that i mean like the moments of him not um comforting ellie after she kills the guy or she shoots the guy i should say trying to kill Joel. Like Joel, his immediate reaction isn't to comfort her. But then later, he's try he knows he fucked up. You can see it in his face. And so that's when he's like trying to ask her questions for the first time. Like, you know, you said that wasn't the first time you you've done that. And then she's like, I don't want to talk about it. But he's trying to connect with her. He tries to teach her how to hold a gun. And really he's just trying to teach her the way that he does it. Um so yeah, we're we're kind of seeing some of those dad tendencies come back. And the other stuff I said, like it's an it's an emotional relationship, it's a strong bond, and we're getting some levity in there too. So I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. And of course, the actors themselves have great chemistry. Yeah, they definitely have good chemistry. Um, I liked that in episode one and two, Tess and Joel's guard was definitely up with Ellie. Like they didn't really trust this girl, and I liked that they were kind of playing it safe because you know they've probably been through the ringer when it comes to trusting people and all that. So they're like, well, we can't, how can we? we didn't, how can we even trust this little girl? Like, we don't know what she's going to do. She could kill us in her sleep or whatever. As Tess passes away, obviously, in episode two, um, and Joel and Ellard, you know, the only two left, it's cool to see Joel finally let his guard down. And like you said, Matthew, kind of take on the father figure thing because he had a daughter himself. So it probably, you know, brings up, maybe that's why he's kind of closed off with her because it kind of probably brings up, you know, sad memories for him. But maybe, yeah. So it's cool to see him kind of uh, open up to her and, and see... Uh, I feel like they're going to have a strong bond going forward. Yeah, and I really like, um, this is the first episode where Ellie's comedy has worked for me in the show. Um, the past stuff with her, like, pretending to be infected or pretending to be a bellhop at the hotel, like, that stuff I thought was fine. It didn't bother me. It just, it didn't make me laugh. And and this one, especially the diarrhea joke, like, that actually made me chuckle, and it, it was kind of a nice moment for them. So I have I have been enjoying watching Ellie soften a bit more when they're not in these very tense situations. Um, Cause when we first meet her, she is very hard headed, um, very tough and not necessarily how she was in the game. So it's been nice to see Bella Ramsey bring out both sides of Ellie, especially in episode four. Yeah. And, and I was just going to say it's for me, at least it, it feels like the more natural thing is Joel, you know, quote unquote, softening a little bit too, uh, allowing himself to open up to this, type of connection because he didn't have to, you know, ask her questions about how she was doing and, you know, teach her how to wield the gun. Uh, he's choosing to do that. And I think that's all in response to the events of episode three and, of course, losing Tess. So it just feels super natural. I don't think they're forcing anything, which I which I quite like. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited to see where it goes. I, I have to, <laughs> it was kind of perfect. I feel like I had the perfect reaction watching that, like, end of the episode a uh, pun callback joke to her at the beginning whenever she first delivers it 
because uh, I was kind of like Joel also whenever she first said it. I was like, what? Wait, what's the, what question is this? <laughs> and then it leads into the pun. And then it almost was like my reaction was the same as his. Just like watching him like turn away, kind of laugh, feel bad about laughing. But then watching them both laugh and made me laugh out loud. So it was super cute. It was fun. And I think... um Things as small as that writing-wise can have such an impact. I feel like uh, watching how the characters interact in the future episodes, it could be like totally different. And I think just with jokes like that, you can open up that possibility. So loved it. Loved their relationship. And like we said, I mean, I think what I like is character stuff and plot in shows, particularly post-apocalyptic stuff like this. I want to see how they change the game, how they do things differently. Um, we're kind of seeing glimpses at everyday life. And everyday life isn't something that we super consider when it comes to these types of stories. Usually it's really all about the infected or the zombies, whatever it may be. And in episode four, we kind of got uh, some glimpses into what this like revolutionary type group is doing um, in the middle of the apocalypse. And again, they don't even really reference like the infected in a lot of scenes. Like, yes, that whenever they go into certain buildings, they're like clearing it, they're keeping an eye out for it. But really, all of their issues stem from unrelated things. It's like, oh, uh, Henry and Sam, you know, these characters did X or Y to me and I'm pissed off. So now I'm going to get revenge. Like, that's what the story is. And it's just, it takes place like kind of within this uh, apocalypse setting. So what do you guys think when it comes to like episode four and just the series in general? Are you liking getting kind of a glimpse at this uh, everyday life of these people during this like crazy time? I just think it all feels so much more fleshed out because um, the Kathleen character is new from the game. She's not in the game. So whenever you get to the city in the game, it's kind of just a, a faceless faction that you're fighting and you could just kind of, they're the guys that are hunting you. So you're, you're killing them all. So, and at least in the show, they're really, fleshing out the people that you're encountering. Um, and I'm sure it looks like just from the glimpses of the next episode, we're going to learn more about um, this faction, more about this Kathleen character. So I think it makes the game feel more lived in. I will say as someone who played the game and, and know where we're headed in this episode, I, I knew we were headed for the big city. So I was excited for that. So the intro to this episode felt a little long. I was kind of like, all right, come on, let's, let's get to it. But once we were in it, I did really enjoy it. And I'm excited to learn more about this faction that's in Kansas City. Yeah, me too. I mean, going back to what I said earlier, I like that we're going across the country and, and seeing different parts of the country and how they're affected by this. So yeah, uh, the fact that they're in Kansas City now and they've come across this uh, new group. And like you said, Matt, we just kind of jump into the middle of their story. We don't really have like, a whole lot of background. That's kind of cool um, because, yeah, they came from the Boston QZ, which had their own little thing going on. So like, okay, what's going on in Kansas City? What's going on in Detroit? Do all these have like their own QZs? Do they... Do they even have QZs? Or, um, so, like, how's it going down in all these cities, and, and how are they treating the affected, and how are they treating any, um, you know, pass-throughers, I guess you could call them? Um, so, yeah, really cool. Yeah, and I like that, you know, it doesn't feel like a lot of exposition. It just feels a bit natural. Like, I like, to your point, Keith, like, what is kind of the scope of this throughout the country? I like that we don't know, and I like that it feels even more dire than it potentially even is in reality. Because whenever um, Bill stumbles upon Frank in the hole, Frank says, I came from the Baltimore QZ and it's gone. So some of these QZs are just, they've been destroyed or they've been overrun or whatever it may be. So we don't even really know, like to your point, like how many there are, uh, what the frequency is. And we don't even know if they're still operating. 
even the Kansas City one seems like it's kind of been fucked up. Like, uh, it doesn't seem super protected, but then we get into, like, the the middle of it, and it's like, oh, I guess it is, but it seems like there's potential for danger. <laughs> so I like that we don't have all the answers, and I like that they're just kind of trying to hold it together, and it feels like at any moment uh, somebody like Henry, who will get to know more in the future, uh, could fuck up your plans, or you could just be overrun by a horde that's apparently living under your floor, <laughs> and they could uh, ruin your plans too. So you just never know, and I like how they're kind of balancing all that. I do want to talk about the other humans we've encountered, though, because for me, I think I have been a bit disappointed in our kind of combat scenarios in the show. I feel like the body count should be a bit higher than it has been. We've really only had three um, like actual fight scenes. So are you guys feeling that, too, or, or have you been happy with kind of the balance between the action and the actual story? I don't know. I see what you're saying. There hasn't been a high body count yet. I feel like, there's, I feel like it's still building for more action. Um, I'm pretty happy, I guess, with what we got. You know, with the fight with um, with this last episode with uh, Joel and Ellie and the uh, the guys in Kansas City they came across was, was quick, but um, but very impactful for sure. I mean, just now it sparked the whole group looking for him. Now, um, I think so far it's pretty balanced for me. But I see what you're saying, Austin. I feel like I'm definitely like wanting more. So I think hope hopefully in the next few episodes we're gonna get a lot more action and we're gonna see Joel and Ellie like really have to come together and, and might have to kill some people. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. I think for me, I've been actually really happy with how they've handled it. I think adapting a video game to a movie or show is a really hard thing to do because you're adapting an active medium to a passive one. Like it, it's kind of an interesting thing. Like how do you a thing where I hold a controller and I control the characters and I navigate them through a story or an encounter. How do you exactly translate that to TV where I'm just sitting on a couch watching a show for 45 minutes to an hour, like play out that same thing? Like, how do you make that worthwhile or exciting or any of that? Um, so I've actually really been enjoying the encounters and the combat, like you said, because when I played the game, you know, we mow through. All of these um, raiders, these infected, uh, and these bad guys, and you know, you just point a gun at them or a bow and arrow, whatever it may be, and you just pull the trigger, um, and they fall down, and then you move on to the next one. That's how video games often work. I, I rarely ever cared in the game until certain cutscenes where it made me care, and it was supposed to feel imp feel impactful. Um, and in the show, we've gotten way less of that because. You know, I'm not holding controller and like controlling Joel and Ellie as they go through the motions here. Um, but I can say in a positive way that the show has made me feel or care about or feel conflicted or just feel icky even at times about every combat scenario they've been in. Oh, man, my favorite scene of episode four uh, was Ellie uh, coming to save Joel's ass and shooting the guy. And they could have easily just had Ellie been really fucked up about it. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. And then turn around. And as she turns around, Joel like stabs or shoots the guy. But they didn't do that. <laughs> they have this guy in real time plead for his life to the point where I was like, ah, I, I don't I don't want to hear the trigger get pulled. I don't <laughs> want to hear a knife go into. It. I just feel gross. But I get it. I know why Joel would want to like make sure that. They take care of everybody and then, you know, get Ellie safe and then move on. But it was hard to watch. 
So in the game, I didn't really care about that kind of stuff. Whereas in the show, like every encounter, to your point, I understand like uh, hoping that we get more of it. And I think we will. I think they're ramping up to that. But everything so far, maybe it's not um, the quantity we expected, but it's definitely been quality and it's it's been impactful. Uh, even going back to kind of the first big one with Joel uh, beating the guard to death that he was kind of cordial with in the first episode to protect Ellie. And they've kind of been focusing on that hand wound that he's had since then and kind of making that a good symbol throughout. So they're definitely putting more of an emphasis on it. While there might not be a ton of encounters, at least uh, they're making me feel things, which I like. Yeah, I think I definitely agree that everything so far has been very high quality. I think the thing I've been missing is when I think about The Last of Us games, both part one and part two, what I think of first is the tension of like every combat scenario you're in. It's tense. Your anxiety is ratcheted up. There's very few moments where you feel like you can actually breathe in those games. And all of the combat scenarios so far haven't captured that for me. Mm -hmm. So I hope we get something that does capture that feeling for me because that's like the most memorable part of this game series to me is how like tense and you always feel you're on the short end of the stick. You always feel like you're running out of stuff. You always feel outnumbered. So I, I hope we get some of that in the future of the show. I like their conversation after uh, up in the apartment room. He's kind of talking to her and they're, they're trying to open up to each other and all that. And he's like, yeah, Tess and I were those guys. Like we, we would ambush people. We would throw trash cans at their cars and, and shoot them and take their shit because we needed to survive. And, and Ellie was like, even innocent people. And he, he didn't really answer, but he, he answered. Uh, by not saying anything, like yeah, so it's just kind of cool. I like how this takes place twenty years after the whole thing started. You get a lot more history with Joel and stuff you haven't seen, but you can kind of just imply. Yeah, I'm excited for you to learn how Joel. Tor- I'm I'm excited for you to learn how Joel tortures people, Keith, because that'll be a fun scene for you to learn about Joel. Ooh, damn! <laughs> wow, very dark sentiment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, and I- I'm really liking. Uh, as well, Keith, just how they're kind of filling in those gaps without the need to flash back and show us those things. And maybe in future episodes, they will flash back. I don't know. But I think despite that, with exposition and just dialogue scenes, are doing a good job of kind of informing us about these characters, which is setting them up on really good arcs. So, uh, you know, it, it's always good to see, you know, it adheres you to the character, but it also makes you feel wary of them. And I think that's kind of a good thing to feel. And Ellie's a great POV character for those feelings uh, and us as the audience. But I guess, you know, before we kind of start to close out here with some final points and expectations going forward, I did want to ask you guys um, about a character in episode four that we've mentioned, but kind of fills that same role as well with Melanie Linsky playing Kathleen, the presumed leader of this uh, group in Kansas City. And they're trying to uh, find and kill, I assume, uh, some characters named Henry and Sam. Um, did you, What'd you guys think of this? Did you like this kind of side story that was going on while Joel and Ellie were recuperating after their uh, initial Kansas City fight? Yeah, I thought this was really interesting because she also, at least from what we've gotten so far, just feels like another person surviving. She doesn't feel like like Negan from The Walking Dead. Like there's not like a like, it feels like in a lot of these stories there always has to be another group that's bad or worse than your characters you're following. That way you can feel okay about the fact that they're gonna kill these people. And it doesn't feel like we're gonna get that with this character. This just feels like another group they've walked into their territory they're trying to maintain their area and they're going to be at odds so i'm excited to see how that plays out in episode five 
Yeah, no, it's really cool though. Like like I said, it's a cool like, localized story to Kansas City, um, and what's going on there, and how these people are living their lives and all that. Um, and this this lady Kathleen, uh, I liked her conversation with the the doctor guy, mm-hmm. and and how he was like saying like, "Hey, I delivered you," and like I held you in my hands. He was kind of like trying to play into her soft side and all that, and then. And she's like, dude, does he need a doctor? Whenever they said no, she goes and ups and shoots the guy immediately. It's yeah. like, oh my God. I also like that she was kind of calling that guy out for being a hypocrite of like, yeah. it, it sounds like this guy has ratted out other people. And so like, I really like the scene where she's like, are the circumstances correct now for you to talk to me when she like puts a gun to his head? Like, I thought that was great. Yeah. And she, she clearly lost her brother, I think she said, in a similar type of situation. So I don't fault her at all for, uh, you know, now being the one in charge and wanting uh, some payback for the people that might have been involved, which it sounds like the doctor is adjacently involved because he knows where Henry is and Henry was directly or indirectly responsible. So uh, all that kind of stuff is fascinating. And again, I, I take that as a win for this show because stuff like this. Should we be super concerned about this <laughs> in these types of stories when we have our main characters, Joel and Ellie? Uh, going on the hunt for the cure to all this, trying to find this, you know, mythical firefly like a lab where they can maybe find a cure. Uh, but we keep stumbling upon these interesting stories like this one and Bill and Frank and all that. So I just think they're doing it really well. Um, and I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just excited to I'm excited to see this story continue to because I have to imagine episode five. It's not going to be like the Bill and Frank thing where that was a, a singular story. I think we're going to get the conclusion or maybe not the conclusion yet. Maybe it'll be a little bit longer, but you would think well, we're going to see kind of this uh, crazy stuff going on in Kansas City resolve itself and Henry and Sam and Joel and Ellie. Uh, like there's there's lots to resolve. So I like that. I like that this episode uh, left us with a good cliffhanger. And we haven't even talked about the fact that it seems like Kathleen may or may not have made a bad call. Uh, sanctioning off a building that had floor quite literally moving in front of her face. <laughs> um, maybe I have to side with her lieutenant on that one. Maybe they should have done something there. Uh, I, ha- I have to imagine that's going to have bad consequences next episode. Yeah, I'm excited to see what I think it is play out in episode five. So it's going to be a, a fun horde for them to have to deal with. I don't know the potential of the infected, I guess I could say, is yet. Yeah. All I've seen is what they've fought in Boston. Um, yeah. And then I guess that's about it. So I don't really know enough about the, the infected yet to know what they're capable of. There's definitely a few other types. I don't know if they'll do all of it in the show. Um, there's one type specifically that scares the crap out of me. And so I, I really hope that makes an appearance in the show. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, but this kind of, uh, I guess, leads to the natural conclusion. And really, uh, the question I've been most excited to ask in regards to this show, uh, and it's for Keith. Keith, Austin and I, you know, they've made a lot of changes and a lot of deviations from the source material, which I always love to see in a good adaptation. You know, tell the story uh, that you think is best suited for the medium that you're adapting to, in this case, TV. But obviously for you, somebody that doesn't know what to expect, I want to know. What are your expectations for the second half of the season? What are you hoping to see? Where do you want to see it go? Where do you think it'll go? Any theories? Just anything. Just what are your kind of thoughts in general? Yeah, um, I, I do think they're going to be in Kansas City just a little bit longer. I don't, I don't foresee it being longer than maybe one or two more episodes. 
Um, I do think they're eventually going to get out of Kansas City and make their way to Wyoming, where he thinks uh, his brother Tommy is. And maybe they'll find Tommy towards the end of the season. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the end of the season is going to end with him finding Tommy and Marlene. I do foresee some scary moments. I think we're going to come across a lot of scary infected. Um, Ellie and Joel are going to really have to uh, gun up here and and get their shit together and become like a tactical force to get through all this shit. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited though. It's a, it's a fun show so far. For me, I think they're nailing it on all fronts. They're really nailing the characters. Um, everything so far has been great. The only thing I'm looking forward to see more of is just how they use the tension and anxiety that the game um, induces in the player. So can't wait to see it. I do think the second half of this show is going to be a lot scarier. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited to see some more characters from the game come in and out and see how they flesh them out in the show. And then I, I also just want to see like what different types of infected will be making an appearance in the show and the type of situations that uh, Joel and Ellie find themselves stuck in throughout this first journey. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, I'm just excited. I don't know. And the thing that I keep coming back to is I'm, I'm just really looking forward to seeing the Joel and Ellie dynamic uh, continue. And I want to see it blossom maybe it falls apart like i don't i don't know how they're gonna handle it or what they're gonna do um but i'm just excited to see them continue to build uh, particularly after this episode where it feels like they got kind of close for the first time and had some great moments so i'm excited to see more of those i'm just excited to learn more about them um the story frankly at this point they've earned enough like goodwill with me that if they changed it completely from the game I really wouldn't care. I'm just excited to see these characters go on this journey and uh I'm just feeling really good. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like I think I know what's going to happen, but uh I don't know. It still feels new and fresh and exciting. Like like Austin like for us isn't it like funny because I know we we've talked about like Whenever Friday hits, we both kind of get that adrenaline hit of like, oh, shit, the weekend's here. That means, you know, we got a new episode of The Last of Us in a couple days. Uh, but we know the story. <laughs> so <laughs> why do we even care all that much? I think it's just a testament to the writing and the team and everything. Um, so, yeah, I just can't wait. And it's we can bring it up now. I don't know if you guys saw this, but because of the Super Bowl next Sunday, they've announced that episode five is actually going to drop on HBO on Friday. So it's coming Ooh. a little early. Ooh. Uh, all right, guys. Good stuff. Uh, really happy that the three of us got to get together this time to talk about The Last of Us. I've been really itching to hear Key's thoughts on the show and where he thinks it's going. So this was a fun one. Uh, so, yeah, I guess before we close out here, we have to do some Arnie's Podcast Awards, the part of our show where we get together and we uh, you know, give out an award. It can be for something positive. It could be something negative, something in between. doesn't really matter what it is. It's just something that we feel deserves specific praise in either direction. So, Austin or Keith, who's starting me off today? Who's feeling like the Oscars are here, but you have an award that's better than anything that they're going to do? Well, I do have an award, and I don't think the Oscars will be giving this one out. Um, I'm mm. going to give the Gun Safety Award uh, oh. to Ellie. Because every time she has played with a gun in this show, she has made sure to fully unload the gun and also exit the round in the chamber. So I'm proud of her. She's teaching gun safety to the young audiences watching The Last of Us on HBO Max. I hope the young audience isn't watching. <laughs> <the show. laughs> I want to do. I want to be able to handle a gun just like Ellie does. Oh God, we have to. I never want to hear. Wow, that. it's my favorite character, Ellie. She's my age. <laughs> it's like She's Ellie action age. figures now. <laughs> oh no. Hey, Mom, do you think I can use a handgun? Because Ellie on The Last of Us did. <laughs> <It's> dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
This is kind of the same award as the Best Omelet Maker Award, which I've done twice now, I think. So I'm just going to do the, I'm just going to give out the Best Chef Award, and that goes to Bill. Um, Bill knows how to cook rabbit. Bill's knows, food did look good. He knows how to pair it with good wine. This guy, this guy's a master in the in the kitchen. So got to give the the best chef award to him. And I did want some of Pedro's coffee as well. That looked good to me. Oh yeah, in that little pot. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Keith. While your award is very fair, and Bill deserves that award, my award ties into a negative. While Bill is, by all accounts, a master chef, particularly when it comes to the apocalypse, he's not a master at some other things. Uh, and the main thing. I guess it would be cleanliness because Joel tells us pretty straight up in this episode that his sleeping bag smells like shit <laughs> and that's on Bill. And the reason why he gets this award and I feel like it's fair to give him is because multiple characters, Frank, Ellie, Joel, at least all say, hey, this guy has hot water and the ability to bathe. And I guess he just chose not to. So um, <laughs> that's on you, buddy. So you're a great chef and you deserve your positive award, but I have to give you a negative one just to balance things out and keep you humble. There's also a solid like six inches of dust on everything in his house. That's that was a gross. great point. Why did they never fix that? <laughs> fix that, that well, wouldn't have been did, that hard. But Bill did not for four years when he was living alone. He was too busy watching uh, the infected get their heads blown off on his TV. It was pretty fun. I give him credit. That was, that, that was good TV. <laughs> all right everybody well with that thank you all so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode make sure you hit that follow button so you never miss our upcoming content also if you wouldn't mind sharing us with a friend we really would appreciate that so we continue to grow our show please leave us reviews as well even if you don't want to write anything leaving us a five-star review over on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts really does help us out at the arnie's is our social and the arnie's.media is the website we'll be back on tuesday for our first bracket of the year can't wait, guys. It is time once again to find out what is the best rom-com of all time. I believe this is our third annual one. So we have a bunch of uh, good new ones to throw in there. And probably since it's the rom-com bracket, some absolute pieces of shit as well. It's kind of just par for the course. <laughs> Are you guys excited? I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good matchup. I'll say I'm halfway through these movies, and I've only found one piece of shit so far. Oh. So I think we're we're almost batting a hundred. That's that's great to know when it comes to a rom com. That that's good odds. That's good odds. Yeah, I, I think this is probably my favorite rom com bracket we've done so far. Nice. Also, last week um, we put out our thoughts on the new Apple TV show Shrinking, starring Jason Segel and Harrison Ford. This is from the team behind Ted Lasso. Uh, so if you want to hear our thoughts on that premiere, be sure to go check that episode out. And lastly, we want to hear from you. So please send us a message on Instagram at the Arnie's or email us the Arnie's media at gmail.com. What do you all think of The Last of Us? What are you hoping for the rest of the season? Anything you say, we'll read on the show and react to it live on our latest episode. That's right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you have a great rest of your week. And remember, you don't have to wait until Sunday to watch the new episode. So check out Last of Us Episode 5 on Friday. I'm sure we'll be back in a few weeks to talk about the finale. Can't wait to break it all down. Oh, yeah. But have a good one. We'll see you next time. See ya. Keep going for family. <laughs>